What's up, Uncut Fantasy Sports World? Coming to you live on Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. Broadcasting from Blackburn Studios. AB is here to break down week 14 of the fantasy football season, better known as week one of your fantasy football playoffs. I, I really hate the the leagues that try to get too cute with the fantasy football playoffs. I mean, six teams make it, 14, 15, 16, as your playoffs with one and two seeds getting a bye. That's how it goes, you know. I, I To do only four teams make it and do 15, 16 for your fantasy playoffs or... You know, to do six teams make it, but for some reason do 15, 16, 17. I mean, that's about as fucking amateur hour as it can get. Um, this is the fantasy football playoffs. This is week one of those playoffs. If you made it, congratulations. If you didn't and are looking for some DFS advice, um, we'll sprinkle that in throughout the show. But what we're going to do is break down week 14 of the fantasy football season as the Fantasy Football 2019 playoffs are upon us. Let's go game by game. Ready? Let's go. Uptown Air Force Ones and Vasquez. Puerto Ricans with fat asses. Blaze Dutch Masters. We dump ashes on models and S-classes for you bastards. Catch a cab to Manhattan. All right, so week one of the Fantasy Football playoffs, a.k.a. week 14, is here. This is stressful. I mean, you got to make the fucking right choices. It's really that type of fantasy football situation where you don't want to take risks on players that have been unstable. Um, It's hard to take risks on players that we haven't seen a lot. Uh, We'll get into that as we break this week down game by game. Um, And it's also one of those situations where when you're in a fantasy football playoff game, you don't want to... Um, take risks on guys that just haven't performed, hoping that this is going to be the week they turn it around. All of that is a long, long-winded way of saying, go with what works in your fantasy football playoffs. Don't get too cute. You'll, you'll hear that phrase all week long. And if you have a buy, if you're one of those one or two seeds that has a buy, The opposite is true. You can take some risks, you know. You should take a risk on picking up a Darwin Thompson and seeing if he ends up being the guy for the last, you know, three weeks. Um, That is a gigantic advantage over guys who didn't get a bye in the playoffs, and and you absolutely should take advantage of that. Carry on Johnson. Back at practice today isn't eligible to return till week 16. Who knows? If you have the one seed, why not pick up on Johnson? Stash him. See what the next week brings. Uh, that, that, in and of itself, major advantage for having the bye. Um, so you can kind of play around with what, what might become humongous league-winning upside type of guys, and we'll get into all of that in a second. So let's start off week 14, week one of your fantasy football playoffs. Thursday night football, Dallas goes to Chicago. I think the biggest takeaway here is, 
you know, it's not really been a secret. We've been talking about it for weeks now on Uncut Fantasy Sports, but the Chicago D is just not what we thought it was. It is not proven itself to be an elite unit um, for a few different reasons. But first and foremost, neither the takeaways nor the sacks have been there at all. Um, they suck on third down. So the clock just keeps running on these guys and, and teams keep marching down the field on these guys. And you should not be scared to start any Dallas Cowboys in Chicago. Obviously, you always want to keep an eye on the weather in a Chicago December game. Uh, but, you know, Zeke goes without saying. Cooper should go without saying. But, you know, if you have any questions about Cooper just because he's going into Chicago, don't. Um, we like Gallup this game, you know. We like we like Dak this game. Do not be scared of this Chicago defense. It is not who we thought it was, and it's certainly not, you know, the Vic Vangio defense of last year. Uh, as far as Chicago goes, um, Dallas's defense has been good, not great. We thought they were going to be a lot better than they were, especially after the first couple of weeks. See this more as an Allen Robinson type of game versus Montgomery. Both of those guys get decent enough volume. Um, just think that there are more fun plays at running back than Montgomery grinding it out and hoping that he goes for, you know, whatever his, his ceiling is basically 75 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we like Montgomery a lot better last week in that lovely matchup at uh, Detroit where he did indeed score, but can see this definitely being an Allen Robinson type of game. Um, you know, he's been a pleasant surprise. Robinson, as always, a little better in a PPR league. Um, he's not catching a ton of, you know, 30-yard passes, but very, very solid. Um, should be a close, if not wildly entertaining Thursday night game. Always interesting when a team is favored by three on the road, as Dallas is. Um, kind of like the Bears in this game. Dallas looks a little shook. Um, but the one threat is that the way both of these teams play, that clock is going to move fast. So if you're up against um, decisions and you're concerned about volume, outside of Robinson and outside of Zeke and Cooper, look, we're not going to hate if you need to bench Dak, but just don't be scared to play him. Uh, and don't do something, like we said, trying to get too cute. Don't be scared of this de defense on either side of the ball. On Sunday, we start off with an NFC South game. Uh, as always, these games are hard to predict. Uh, Carolina goes to Atlanta. This is actually the first good matchup for Devontae Freeman. Uh, it's one of the ones that we actually like for the guy. It does look like he's running on fumes. Uh, but at this point, he doesn't have... Any competition left, um, Brian Hill is awful, and Ido Smith has been long gone. Panthers' uh, run defense has been the best way to get them, as the Redskins showed last week with Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis looking like fucking Barry Sanders and Walter Payton against Carolina. Uh, so don't mind Freeman this week. Almost considered putting him in the sleeper column, but we went elsewhere. Oh, yeah, quick plug. Check out the website for rankings, our sleeper squad, and our bus patrol weekly as we do. So, yeah, it looks like it could be a good Devontae Freeman type of game. Uh, kind of a sleeper option on, on uh, Atlanta is Russell Gage. Guy keeps showing up in box scores. 
Bradbury, you know, is a very large cornerback for Carolina. Julio should play, I guess. Um, if I was, you know, managing the Atlanta Falcons, I would shut his ass down easily for the rest of the year. But for some reason, they haven't decided to do that quite yet. Um, if he does play, he'll be tangled up with Bradbury. If he doesn't play, Ridley should be tangled up with Bradbury. Gage is, is a nice little sleeper play in deeper leagues. It's a little too cute um, for our taste in shallow leagues, but again, he keeps showing up in box scores. Um, so don't hate it this week if your back's against the wall or if you're dealing with some sort of injury or bad matchup. We'll see if Greg Olson plays. Doubt it. It looked like his body went limp when he got smacked last game. So if he doesn't play, a cute little play could finally be Curtis Samuel. Falcons' defense has gotten better, but still don't really believe in those guys. Um, Curtis Samuel has gotten murdered in productivity compared to DJ Moore. But he scored last week. They keep looking for him. If Olsen's out of the game, it will open up a decent amount of target share, particularly over the middle where we all know Curtis Samuel catches one ball. He has a chance to take it to the house. So another cute little sleeper play. But again, really be careful with making these moves. And if you have a wide receiver tandem that has worked, don't diverge from it unless the matchup is prime in the fantasy playoffs. Speaking of which, the Ravens go to the Bills. This is a huge beware game for Josh Allen and John Brown. Definitely for John Brown. Beware. He is the type of guy that if you've been riding him this year, yep, he, he's been pretty damn consistent, just like Josh Allen, who we'll talk about in a second. But, I mean, outside of throwing a reverse touchdown, a reverse pass for a touchdown last week, Brown really did not show up. This is another shitty matchup for him I bench him this week we look elsewhere for a fill-in for Brown Josh Allen I mean look we talked about him in our bus column this week just because we had to we've been huge Josh Allen fans all fucking year since the summer we've been talking about Josh Allen he has grown into one of the best floor quarterbacks you can find in all of fantasy football Obviously helped out by his rushing stats, but also he's beginning to really limit the mistakes. But two questions kind of pose here. One, do you want a floor guy as your quarterback in fantasy football? Because that's what you're looking at against the Ravens. There's just no way he's going to show out at home against the Ravens. He hasn't shown out against some of the best team, but against some of the best matchups across the league. He is a floor guy this week, so just beware. He is busty. Look, we're, we're always hesitant to bet against him, especially for how much we, we've loved him all season. But just beware. You're looking at a floor game here from Allen. And the floor is made that much worse because of the Ravens. Um, yeah, they have a good defense, but even scarier when it comes to playing against the Ravens as a quarterback or skill position player, the Ravens just milk the fucking clock, man. With their running game, their ability to consistently convert on third and short with Lamar or Ingram, they really limit the amount of possessions that another team can have. I don't start any Bills this game. If you want to start Singletary and you don't have a better option, okay. 
I just don't like any Bills this game. 43.5 point over-under with Baltimore favored by either 5.5 or 6, depending on the source. It's really just a very, very floor type of game. Uh, The Ravens, pretty easy fantasy team uh, to field as far as their skill position players. Not even going to talk about Lamar because he's on a different fucking planet. Um, Ingram, you got to start Ingram. We talked about Hollywood Brown in our bus column. It could be enticing uh, if you need a big play threat, maybe not in a PPR league. The matchup is not there for, for Hollywood Brown. Consistently, consistency hasn't really been there for him all year. Um, you know, he, he has a much better matchup uh, in week 15 and 16, Jets at Browns. Do not like him this week. We think he's busty. We wrote about him in the column. Um, Feel free to read it for more, but our rankings will also reflect that. Pretty easy fantasy game uh, for us to choose as far as those skill position players. The Bengals, yeah, yeah, on the board. Fresh off uh, their first win, go to Cleveland. (laughs) Ugh, 40.5 point over under. Um, One thing has become abundantly clear. Jarvis Landry is just a better fantasy football play than Beckham. I mean, the matchup in theory is there. The over-under is gross. We don't understand how this is not... Ugh, I hate using fucking double negatives, but don't understand how this is not a Nick Chubb game. It should be a big Chubb game. Um, and look, if you are in a position to bench Beckham for some of these higher upside guys... I mean, we like Devontae Parker better than Beckham. We like Alshon Jeffrey better than Beckham, who we talked about in our sleeper column this week. We like a lot of guys more than Beckham this week. And, I mean, enough is enough. Everyone keeps saying a blow-up game is is going to happen, a blow-up game is going to happen. But when are we going to stop believing that and just take Beckham for what he is? I mean, six targets last week. He's in a low-volume role and it takes a gigantic play for him to pay dividends. Landry is the guy here. So if you're going to bench Beckham in week one of your fantasy football playoffs, we don't hate it. Don't hate it. The matchup is not as good as you think it is, especially in this over-under type of game in what should be a gross AFC North grind type of game. I mean, if the Browns are smart, which they're not... (laughs) It should be a Chubb Hunt game with Landry mixed in. I just don't see how you can love Beckham this week. Our rankings are going to reflect that. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, look, Beckham is getting five or six targets a week. All of a sudden, Dalton is back, and Boyd is, you know, paying dividends. We talked about him last week. We told you to start him. We had him as a sleeper. You know, 65, 70 yards, whatever it was with the touchdown. That plays. Like Boyd again this week. It should. I like Boyd more than Beckham. I really do. His arrow continues pointing up. Dalton at least is a capable NFL quarterback. He looks for Boyd. Ten targets last week. Not a bad play at all. Be careful with Beckham, man. This is the playoffs. Stop hoping for something that just hasn't been there all year. Washington Redskins go to the Green Bay Packers. 13-point spread with only a 42 over under. 
Obviously, alarms set off when it comes to the skins. McLaurin, I mean, no thanks. His day's over. Haskins sucks. Guys, though, arrow pointing up. Still hard to trust with AP lurking, but type of guy that if for some reason you have a one or two seed in the playoffs and Geis is available, pick him up. See what happens. He's an injury. He's an AP injury away from being in a great position. He looks strong. He looks hard to tackle. Really like the future for Geis uh, looking forward. But again, really tough plays. I know he had a big week. Green Bay does not play well against running backs, but they also are not Carolina uh, against running backs. Carolina is one of the worst run defenses in the league. Just be careful. It could be a too cute kind of play, and you need to avoid that shit in your fantasy football playoffs. However, as a sleeper, if you want to get cute, Jamal Williams. If they blow these guys out, if the Packers blow the Redskins out, Jamal Williams is going to see one of his biggest uh, carry share games of the year. PPR, he keeps catching balls. He's not going away. If the Packers find themselves up you know, 20 to nothing at halftime, how much more run do you think Aaron Jones is really going to get? How many more times do you think they're going to want to drop back Rodgers? Jamal Williams, sleepy, sleepy type of play. We wrote about him in our sleeper column this week. Really like him. Really like him in PPR leagues especially. Nice sleeper play. The Lions go to Minnesota. NFC North uh, should be another blowout. Almost mirroring uh, the numbers, uh, the Vegas numbers from the Redskins-Packers game. Minnesota's favored by 13 over Detroit with only a 43.5 point over-under. Um, a few notes about the Lions. Galladay, start him. Don't get too cute. Blau looked for him last week on Thanksgiving. They hooked up. Um, looks like uh, Blau is the type of guy who's not a- afraid to take chances as the new Detroit uh, quarterback. Start Galladay. Don't get too cute. And then don't get, don't, also don't get too cute with Bo Scarborough. He gets his touches. He can grind. He looks like a poor man's Derrick Henry, and that's not just because they went to Alabama together and have those dope dreads. But Bo Scarborough against the Vikings run defense. I mean, the Vikings The Vikings defense is not, you know, who we thought they were going to be either, just like the Bears. But they are much better at home. They are undefeated at home. They should be able to put up a ton of points against Detroit. And I just do not trust Bo Scarborough, regardless of the volume. He's a zero in the passing game. No thanks. One of our favorite sleepers of the week, Alexander Madison. And not just because Cook is hurt, which he is. I mean, he said he's going to play. Sure, he could. He should shoot, suit up and he should be out there. But how many snaps? against Detroit, do you think Dalvin Cook is going to see? How many carries do you think he's going to see? Do you think Minnesota's really going to risk his health against Detroit? I think this is going to be the biggest workload that Alexander Madison has seen all year long. If you're in a deep league and you're a little short on running backs or you're tired of starting guys like Sony Michelle who just run into their own offensive line, um and you own Cook and Madison is your handcuff, start Madison. If you want to start start them both, start them both. 
But the Vikings are in a position here where they do not want to get their stars hurt. Dalvin Cook is already banged up. Madison, I'm telling you right now, love him this week. Love Alexander Madison this week for a variety of reasons. But banged up Cook facing the Lions at home, let's fucking go. Oh, and by the way, he's good. He's a good running back. Love him this week. Niners go to the Saints, one of the games of the week, uh, if not the game of the week outside of that Kansas City-New England game. Um, Tevin Coleman's stock uh, is just in the fucking trash. We talked about him in our bus column this week and kind of called him out a little bit. Look, he was given the fucking opportunity of a lifetime in Atlanta last year. Okay, Devontae Freeman went down. Atlanta had a great, good offense, good quarterback, played in a dome. Tevin Coleman, rah, 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 shit the fucking bed. He shit the bed with that opportunity. So weird that Shanahan went out and got him for the Niners, but he's beginning to shit the bed again. Raheem Mostert looks significantly better than him, has a lot more pop. Matt Breida might be coming back this week. And the Saints defense is very strong, particularly against the run. Do not start Tevin Coleman this week. He is our number one running back bust of the week. Of the week. That being said, be careful with Mostert because the Saints' rush defense is good. The Niners could be playing from behind. It could be more of a passing game. I know the Niners' defense is great, but just be very careful about getting too cute with a start like Mostert. Like uh, Jamal Adams or Jamal Williams better than Mostert. I like Madison better than Mostert. Just be very careful. There could be a lot of active running backs for the San Francisco 49ers. Saints, here's my prediction for the Saints in fantasy football this week. Alvin Kamara will score this week. Has to. Has to. Uh, It's just been too long. The Niners are a little more susceptible on the ground than through the air. I think... New Orleans is going to run, run, run again. Not a bad week to start Latavius Murray, but, I mean, that's getting a little too cute for our taste in the fantasy football playoffs. Um, Kamara, I think this is going to be Kamara's week. Really, really like him this week. Um, Everyone else uh, on either side of the ball looks pretty easy to start sit. You're not going to start Jimmy down in New Orleans. Um, if you need to start Breeze, okay. I would definitely look elsewhere. I think it's going to be more of a running week for New Orleans. 44.5 point spread is a little scary when it's in the Superdome. Um, Michael Thomas is a joke. Kittle should bounce back. Jared Cook's tough to bench in the tight end spot. You know, the only question really becomes around those 49ers wide receivers. Um, I don't start either of them. I think it's going to be a tough game for San Francisco. And after this week, people are going to start asking if they are going to all of a sudden drop down to a five seed in the NFL playoffs. Uh, We don't start those guys. We think there are much better options. We can get into those right now. AFC East, slugfest. Yeah, baby. Miami goes to the New York Jets. Devontae Parker. Yo. He's flirting with WR1, both production and target share right now. The guy has 10 or more targets every single week. Every single week. He's one of the most bankable target guys in the entire NFL. Love, love, love him. 
Uh, he is on the uh, WR1-2 border. Keep rolling him out, especially against this pathetic Jets team. Doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of Northeast weather this week. Good thing. Robbie Anderson, sleeper. Talked about him in the column this week. Look, Darnold shit the bed last week in an awesome matchup. He cost some teams fantasy football playoffs, mine included, in one league I'm in. Fuck you, Sam Darnold. What a joke. Trusting you after going 21-25-28 in three straight fantasy games. You get the Cincinnati Bengals and you can't do anything with it. Regardless, keeps looking for Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson keeps snapping away, keeps sapping away targets from Jamison Crowder. The fantasy community was really high on Crowder. I think that's kind of shifted back over to Robbie Anderson. Like him this week. Really like him. Target share is there. Downfield threat is there. Dolphins secondary, we know all about. Really like Robbie Anderson this week. The Indianapolis Colts go down to Tampa Bay. Big Biggest question is probably will Marlon Mack return? If he does, be careful. This Tampa Bay run defense is for real. I mean, you're going to see a lot of red when you do your research about Tampa Bay's run defense. They are for real. This could not... Could not be a worse matchup for Marlon Mack to come back from, not only because the run defense is for real, but also Marlon Mack does not catch a lot of balls. And it could be a sneaky shootout type of game. Tampa Bay's offense looks great. They're one of the best five and seven teams I've ever seen. Really tough return game for Mack. If you have a better option, if you have a, you know, Miles Sanders, even a Carlos Hyde, who we'll talk about in a second, be careful with Mack this week. Because coming back from injury, a zero in the pass game against Tampa Bay's pass funnel defense, really tough game. Ronald Jones, you get an F for last week. Dude, your matchup was there. You you blew it. Because you can't pass protect. If you can't pass protect in the NFL, you're not going to play running back. Got benched. So Peyton Barber, of course, comes in, scores a couple of touchdowns. You can't trust either of these fucking bums, Jones nor Barber. Um, and don't fall for the trap with Jacoby Brissett. I know Tampa Bay's defense is pass funnel, but don't start Jacoby Brissett in your fantasy football playoffs. Just don't do it. Fuck what the projections say. Let's move on. Denver goes down to Texas. Um, I think it's going to be a monster, monster Hopkins game. Huge. I think Chris Harris is going to try to match up with him, but Chris Harris is also going to have slot duties. Going to have to watch out for Will Fuller stretching the field. This Texans team looks like a good offense on a roll. Sean Watson should have a nice week. Um, It's a good week to start Hyde, too, because Denver can get gashed on the ground. Um, Houston should be able to put this game out of reach pretty quick. Nine-point favorites and only a 41.5-point spread. Or, or nine point favorites and only a 41 and a half point over under. Uh, like Carlos Hyde this week. We haven't liked Carlos Hyde a bunch, but sneakily, he's you know gonna have a thousand yard rushing season if uh, he doesn't get hurt here. He's up to 850. Um, like Hyde this week, like him more than some other guys. We already talked about Mac, you know, we already talked about the Niners backfield, like Hyde more than any of those guys this week, which should be a nice matchup. And Cortland Sutton, dude. Your arrow keeps pointing up. Very, very interested to see where Cortland Sutton goes in fantasy football drafts next season. The Chargers go down to Jacksonville, fly across the country. 
Keep this in mind when you're starting anyone from Jacksonville. Obviously, it's hard to bench Fournette. Um, but now that Minshew is the quarterback in Jacksonville, Chark is much a much sexier name than Westbrook. I know Westbrook had a good game last week, but when Minshew plays, Shark plays well. Westbrook is much more of a floor guy. Look, say what you will about the Chargers team. Their secondary has actually been one of their better units. Um, we think that, uh, you know, we think that um, benching Westbrook this week is a good idea. 42.5 point over under with the Chargers favored by three. If we're going to start somebody um, not named Leonard Fournette on Jacksonville side of the ball, it's going to be Chark. It's not going to be Westbrook. Um, for some reason, this feels more like a Gordon game, a Melvin Gordon game than an Austin Eckler game. Jacksonville is one of the worst run defenses in the league. Gordon should see a really big workload. Chargers season is over. I think they want to see what they, they have for Melvin Gordon before they re-enter their contract, you know, nightmare negotiations that was Melvin Gordon this year. I'm much more comfortable starting Gordon than Eckler in this game. PPR... Eckler's a tough guy to bench. Tough guy to bench. Um, but if you're forced with starting one or the other, we go Gordon this week. Tennessee goes out to Oakland. Carr is, Derek Carr is not rosterable in fantasy football leagues. The guy has no upside. 2,800 yards, 16 TDs, you know, through 13 weeks. He just can't or refuses to throw the ball downfield. He's our bust of the week when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, No. No on Carr. Shouldn't even be on your team. Um, And that makes it really tough for Tyrell Williams. You know, Carr's lack of upside is obviously capping Tyrell's lack of upside too. And this should be a huge Derrick Henry game. He could have 30 carries this game. Very interesting NFL game. Um, not a loser goes home quite yet, but pretty damn close. Seven and five Titans go to six and six Raiders. Should be a very nice game for Derrick Henry. Um, and should be a monster, monster workload game for Henry too. All right, here it is. 125 Pacific time. Kansas City goes to New England. Now New England's only favored by three. So Vegas is basically calling this a coin flip game. 48 and a half point over under does seem a little low for this game. If this game had been played a month ago with a healthy Mahomes, you have to figure this is a, you know, 52, 53 point over under. Not right now. Um, Brady salvaged his day in garbage time last, uh, last week, but even bigger, we talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it in our sleepers column last week. James White returns. Sony Michelle, not the guy. James White in this game, this is another James White game. Even on paper, if it says Sony, no thanks. This is a James White game. And in PPR, we obviously don't even need to tell you that twice. James White game. Um, And the biggest question, in our opinion, as far as fantasy, uh, what to look for, is this the emergence of Darwin Thompson? The 2019 summer sleeper darling is it, is it finally upon us? We will see. It's a really tough matchup in your fantasy football playoffs to take a risk on a guy like Darwin Thompson right now because we have no idea. But if you are in the one or two seed, or if you can afford it in the three through six seed, stash Darwin Thompson and let's just see. 
because he looks poppy. And if he does anything against a tough Patriots defense and he has a way to rise to the top of this Kansas City backfield, you obviously want him. Darwin Thompson. Stash. Pittsburgh goes out to the desert to play the Cardinals. Cardinals offense looked great last week, didn't it? Jesus Christ. Uh, Kyler Murray is starting to come back down to earth. Um, Our other bust running back this week, Kenyon Drake, cannot start him against Pittsburgh's defense. No way. David Johnson, potentially droppable. I know you got to hold on to him because you either spent a lot of money in an auction league or he was a first-round draft pick in in a snake league, but... It's getting close to cut the bait time on David Johnson. He just, Mr. Zero, does nothing. Kenyon Drake has taken over, and he is not a start this week. Um, Let's see what happens, though, in the backfield uh, before you cut David Johnson, but it's getting damn close. Speaking of backfields, I actually like uh, Jalen Samuels this week. I think that they could throw a lot of screen passes his way. Benny Snell, if Connor doesn't play, looks like a nice start. A little scary seeing Benny Snell in your fantasy football playoff lineup, but can't really argue with results. He's carrying the mail right now. I don't think they're going to play Connor, but we'll see. Uh, But do like Jalen Samuels in PPR leagues this week, PPR only. And if you need a dart throw at tight end, Vance McDonald, not a bad uh, dart throw. The Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL Uh, covering the tight end. Short passes, aside from James Washington, bombs uh, from Duck Hodges should be expected. Not a bad dart throw. Sunday night football, Seahawks go to the Rams. Is it just me or do the Seahawks play a primetime game every fucking week? Um, This time they're traveling to LA. Um, Rashard Penny looks better than Chris Carson. Chris Carson's carries aren't going away, which is annoying if you have Penny, and it's really hard to start. Penny without Carson going away, but he looks better. He is one, Rashad Penny is one Chris Carson fumble away from being an RB1. If you own Penny, keep your fingers crossed. Carson's a tough guy to bench, but I mean, if you have a better option, go with it because that looks like a a full-blown timeshare right now. Um... We'll see. I, you know, both guys are on that border of start sit. If you got to do it, do it. The matchup isn't awful. If you have someone better with better upside, we like that a lot more this week. Goff looks sleepy. Hey, Goff. All right. Back to the table. Somehow he has uh, over 3,400 pass yards. Um, but He looks a little sleepy this week. That Seahawks defense is very exploitable, particularly when they're not playing up in Seattle. If this game was in Seattle, there's no way we could advise you to start Goff. But the fact that it's here, um, Goff looks a little sleepy. Don't hate him. Don't hate him this week. Um, And man, is it RIP uh, Tyler Lockett time? He looks like he's doing his best 2018 Doug Baldwin impression and just basically disappearing. Really tough guy to start in your fantasy football playoffs. Got all the Jalen Ramsey talk. Um, you got to do better than Lockett, right? Not only are the, is the production not there, but the targets just are not there for him right now. Do not understand how you can start Tyler Lockett. And then the NFC East Monday Night Football game. 
The New York football giants go to Philadelphia. Is it the return of Eli Manning? It's looking like that with Daniel Jones in a boot. I mean, the Philly defense fucking shit the bed last week. Oh, my God. You go to Miami and you put up a negative one in fantasy football. I'm starting Philly defense again this week. I'm sorry. But Eli, come on. Come on, man. Get real with that. Um, love Wentz this week. Love Miles Sanders this week. Love Alshon Jeffrey this week. We talked about a lot of Eagles in our week 14 sleeper column. You'll check it out on the rankings too. Love Philly this week. Must win. Must play hard. Must put up a lot of points. Start your Eagles this week. That is week 14 and week one of your fantasy football uh, playoffs broken down game by game. Good luck this week. Check out the website for ranking sleepers bus, and we will be back to talk semifinals in your fantasy football playoffs. Good luck. We're rooting for you. Peace.